0: Welcome back to another episode of Excuse My Grandma. It's Kim and my co-host, Grandma Gail. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. We had to take a week off just to be with family. We had Um, a lot of traveling, finding each other, getting
1: through the airports, doing all the TSA nonsense. But we did it, and we were together.
0: Oh, by the way, I had to take my shoes off going through security. I feel like I haven't had to do that in a while.
1: Well, I haven't traveled in two years, so my clear pass—the picture was on—but they wouldn't. But I kept—they kept rejecting me. So they said, "Okay, finally, they let me go you through." You mean was
0: it expired? And, and no,
1: it doesn't expire. But I guess I guess just because it was inactive for two years, because I didn't leave my apartment—that makes
0: zero sense. You know how many people haven't traveled in the last two years? I know.
1: Well, my clear was not working, so they said they would adjust it the next time I went to an airport. Kimmy, I must say that I did not have a great plane ride. So I could tell you a little about that. Sure. Um, Got on the plane.
0: Wait, by the way, just to explain, we are now in Florida coming from New York. For those who haven't listened, that's where we're going on our trip. Oh, right. That's where we went on My grandma lives in Florida for a lot of the year. And I'm down here visiting her probably for most of the winter being roommates again like last year <laughs> again well this year I feel year like it's going to be different this time you're not getting around.
1: your room for as long a period of time i think i'm going to rent it out to somebody oh. else a little bit
0: but, where am i supposed to go
1: <laughs> you have to stay in new york with your friends because uh, we're back. We know we're back. So this is just, um, we're down here for the moment. And uh, I got on the plane and it was, every seat was packed on the Delta Airlines flight. I said to the stewardess, I thought they were supposed to leave some empty seats. She said, oh no, not anymore. So uh, that was a little strange, but the flight was good. And I um, then I got to sunny Florida, and it didn't stop raining for a week. So the weather really only turned nice, Kim, when you got here.
0: Woo-hoo. Yeah. So, my plane, I mean, my flight was delayed like six hours, but I knew before going to the airport, so it was fine. Because I think they the were airport- forecasting
1: uh, storms that day. That's why. It never happened, but that's what the reason was. It was something, and the, uh, there was a storm sweeping in from the Midwest oh. that never quite hit New York.
0: Right. Uh, some people in the airport said that they loved our podcast and stopped me, which is always so nice to hear. They were like, we love grandma. I was, I was like, I'm going to see her right now. Um, have a safe flight. But yeah, no, pe- people are starting to recognize us more and more, which is so nice. We love when you guys say hi.
1: And we love your questions that we're getting from you. Yes,
0: we've gotten so many questions. I think we're going to answer them in our next episode and do an episode basically just the two of us answering all of our questions because we've gotten a lot and I want to make sure we get to a chunk of them. But in this episode, I don't think we're going to have time. I think we should introduce our speakers
1: because they're extra special today, our guests.
0: Yes, I love both of them. We were both very addicted to their show. Uh, when it came out on Netflix this summer, my unorthodox life. I loved it. I loved, loved, I loved like her, s- her mother. You watched it probably before I
1: Yeah, I watched I did. it first. You
0: watched it like the day it came out, I feel and I like. th-
1: and it was so interesting because what the mom had to do to leave her community, get the courage up, and then start a career and uh, juggle her family, which was a difficult situation uh, at the time. So it's it's a fascinating program, and I actually think Kim, they're coming out with a season
0: two. Yeah, season two officially renewed for Netflix. I wanted to ask them, I didn't get to this, but. Like if they expected their season to, or their series to be so popular. Because does everything that touches Netflix just become popular? Well, like- I watch everything so yeah but there's so much
1: there's so much and and actually uh, a content like this really was interesting because it was real people love to see stories about families uh-huh. and real life families i mean they just enjoy it and maybe they vicariously see themselves in in some of the characters mm-hmm. but
0: let's get to them who wait, wait who was your favorite character from the show in the show yeah
1: i, I would say the mom Really, yeah, Julia. Yeah, Julia was my favorite because I, I thought she took such a step for a woman uh, coming from a ultra-Orthodox community and to see where she ended up and how her journey was. I thought it was fascinating.
0: I love the two that we're having on, Bat and Miriam, which were, of course, Julia's daughters. They... Both are killing it in life and on social media. They've just grown so much since the show. Of course, also, I'm sure a lot of people listening want to know about Batsheva's divorce that she just announced. So we talked to her about that, too, and get some of the details. And so hope you guys enjoy. We are joined by Batsheva and Miriam Hart. They are the stars of My Unorthodox Life on Netflix, we were both huge fans of the show. I loved it, it was so popular over the summer, and everyone's still loving it. Welcome to Excuse My Grandma, ladies. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. So, just a little bit more background on both of you, and I'll let you get into it. Botheva is a huge TikToker. That's how she kind of got started. And Miriam is into coding, probably smarter than everyone combined well, here. Same. So she's certainly smarter than us. Yes. Yeah. So let's start with a little intro with from both of you, your age and your current relationship status.
2: Hi, I'm Batshava. I'm 28 and I'm newly single.
3: Hi, I'm Miriam. I'm 21 years old and I am newly in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I feel like eight months isn't newly anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Compared to your past relationship, it's yeah. new. <laughs> um,
0: so that's why I said that. But yeah. Have a, um, obviously, it's probably a little hard to talk about. But you were married for nine years. Is it weird to say newly single, or does it like is it relieving? <laughs> <to say> it? <laughs> yeah. And then Miriam, where did you meet your girlfriend? I actually met my girlfriend on Hinge. Okay. Oh no!
3: The dating app. A dating app. A a dating, app it- a dating app. <laughs> Okay. Right. I'm a
0: big fan of dating apps. What do you guys think?
3: I, I, I'm like,
2: I'm obsessed.
0: <laughs> and then Bacheva, is that something that you think you'll get um, on now or?
2: Maybe, but I've, I've never been on one, so I don't have a real opinion. But I think right. I've heard a lot of great things. You know, Miriam and her girlfriend and Shlomo goes on lots of dates through all the apps. So I know people like it.
0: When you guys film the show, with Shlomo on any apps or he... It was this, that's kind of a new thing. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't remember, honestly. I think he,
3: we were like setting up his
0: profiles. Okay. He, yeah. Got it. So for those listening who don't know about the show, explain to us, either one of you can take this one, what the series is about. Um.
2: So the show follows my family Um. and we kind of talk about how we went from this ultra-orthodox community and my mom transitioned out and some of us followed right away and some of us took a little bit longer, but how she went from being like a stay-at-home mom to the CEO of Elite Model World, one of the largest agencies globally. And um, just like our family dynamics, we're all in different religious spaces. We all love and respect each other. So it's kind of about a family who is just like going through transitions and supporting each other and hopefully making the world a better place. Well, I was—I actually
1: loved the series. I thought it was mm-hmm. fascinating. And I thought your mother was just an amazing um, person to, to be able to do what she did mm-hmm. at, at her age also. It's it's mm-hmm. easier when you're 18 or 19 and to split from a community rather than when you have children and have to make that decision. Yeah. Um, but it, it was curious in the series when I was watching it, And it was over the summer, so maybe I don't have this correct. You married very young, did you not? Yeah. Yeah. And was mom for that
2: or against that? I never really understood. Was she supportive of that situation? Yeah, I mean, where I was coming from, like, you get married at, like, I started, like, my mom wanted me to start dating when I was 18. So it was, like, very much what the community expected of women Right. Um, I met, met through family friends, so it was like a little more casual, but it, like, after we started dating for a little bit, they were like, you either get married or you break up. There's no, like, you don't have a boyfriend where I came from.
1: But the option to go to university was not there for you? Or, no, or,
2: or, I didn't. Or you didn't chose not up. to do it? Um, so they do, people do go, but like majority, if they do go, it's like an all girls program. I'm mm-hmm. um, not like regular college, like Miriam's and Stanford. Like that was never something I ever thought I was going to do. And it wasn't promoted at all. So like, it just wasn't on my mind. I didn't go to college until I was 24. So I'm still a student. I uh, hopefully That's I'll graduate 24. by the time I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. It. My,
3: yeah. My school didn't know how to submit the, my transcript to Stanford. That was like, there's no college guidance counselor. It was like a whole ordeal. It took six months from my school to just submit my college
1: application. Mary, where, you, where did you go to high school? Were you at a religious high
3: school? Yeah. I, yeah. So I went, I bounced around a little bit. I started off in the school called Ateras. Mm-hmm. So I went there for ninth and 10th grade. And then I switched to Maya Note, which is another more modern Orthodox school. So the first school I went to was like not modern Orthodox. And then it was very Orthodox. And the second was they had sports for girls and stuff like that.
0: My note is the same name as like the birthright program that I did. What does that mean? I think
3: it means crown. Oh, no, that's a terrace. What is my? Oh, it means ocean or wave. It means like a wave.
1: Yeah.
0: Going back a little bit. When did your family decide to leave Muncie, the community that you grew up in? How old were both of you? Your mother, not the family. Just just your mom. mom. Mm
2: Mary, you want to do that? Yeah, I can
0: talk about this. Yeah. So my mom left
3: right after Bacheva got married. So that was when I was 12 so 2012 or like 13 around that time um and she went started just traveling doing her thing Bacheba was in Israel and she would come back for some weekends like every other weekend or every weekend um and I went with her out for a little bit too and then but primarily stayed in Muncie. So you used um, to be with your dad during that? Yeah period. with my dad um, right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at that time, it was like me and Aaron, um, in the house with my dad. And I think my Shlomo was also
2: in Israel then, if I'm not mistaken. He, um, was, he was home when got married year. and he left like the next year.
3: Yeah, the next year. Okay, so he was there the first year and then he left Israel
0: the next year. um, And yeah, so then... That's then year. Miriam, it was kind of up to you whether you wanted to stay in the community or not. Yeah, so so pretty much I... I, I didn't know any other way of life. And so
3: this was my first time being exposed to a person that happened to be my mom who was living a life in, outside of Muncie. And so once I turned 16, so it took me about three and a half years to really just even allow myself to ask her why she's doing this, because I was so ingrained and indoctrinated that my way of life is the right way, because that's what everybody I knew did. Mm-hmm. And so it was only once I turned 16 and she took me to Paris with her for my 16th birthday. And I was at a raclette restaurant with her. She was eating ham and cheese and like just all these different meats and pouring cheese on it. And I was eating just like baked potatoes because that's all that was I considered to be kosher. And so I'm eating this potato while she's like, saying, Oh my God, this is so good. Like life is amazing. And I'm just looking at her like all sad, eating like lettuce and potatoes. And I, I finally allowed myself to be like, okay, why is it okay that you're doing this right now? Because I was taught my entire life that this is literally the equivalent of going to hell. This is just wrong. You know, it's, it's immoral. It's like stealing and, you know, and so that's when I allowed myself to question and then after six months, after I heard she, I heard her, she had reasons for everything. And so once I heard her reasoning, I allowed myself to question. And then six months later, I stopped believing the religion and I moved to San Francisco. And so that was my out of the community. Yeah.
0: Would either of you have changed the way that you grew up if you could have? It's a great question. No, yeah,
2: I think that I never like to look at any experiences I had and like say I would do them differently because it's made me who I am today. So I'm very thankful for my upbringing and just like my life path, I guess. Yeah, I was
1: curious because Vesheva, when you got married so young and your mom was had left the, uh, left the community and that was a betrayal you felt uh, of your way of life, you didn't have anything like a prenup at the time, because uh, I, I have a feeling you didn't have any money and he didn't have any money. Or uh, does that enter
2: anything in, in the community? Do you sign any papers? Um, nowadays, like I've heard from people that a lot of people are doing something called a halachic prenup, which basically, um, because you get like, you get married in the legal system, but then you also get married in the Jewish courts and a man still has the power to, you know, take away your right to get divorced in the Jewish courts. So a lot of people, because there have been some really big issues within the community of men not giving their wives a get, which is like a, a halakhic or, um, what's the word? I'm trying to translate myself. Religi- um, oh, a, religious, uh, a, religious, oh, a Religious divorce. Thank you. Um, So there's something that they put together that it basically like you both parties need to sign so that Hida can't withhold that power over you. And I think a lot of people are doing that. That wasn't something that I thought about when I got married, but um, it is something that people are doing now
1: we had a very interesting a few weeks ago we had a divorce lawyer uh, on who was wonderful and she was saying that you know anybody who has any property or anything prior to marriage really has to have some kind of legal you know if you have nothing you don't have Mm -hmm. to sign anything but if you have things going into a marriage then something has to be down on paper Um, yeah
0: but i guess if the people around you aren't doing that or don't tell you that like how would you know yeah, I mean, I know that people do do yeah. like
2: regular legal prenups, but it's definitely not like spoken about so much. But this new like religious prenup has recently been very popular because of all the terrible tragedies of men withholding mm-hmm. women's rights to remarry and yeah. get divorced.
0: Yeah. It's for some people, I'm sure it sounds so foreign. These, a lot of these rules and even watching the show, like not wearing pants and things like that. Can you guys describe like the religious reason behind why you can't wear pants? Um, and also each of your time wearing pants for the first time. So I
2: guess for the religious part, um, it's like something called a baguette ish, which is men's clothing. So that's where like, Back in the day, I would say, I think until like maybe the 40s, 50s, closer, like women didn't wear pants. It wasn't something that was part of society. So it was considered bagatish, um, like men's clothing. Um, and that's why it was not allowed. And you're also not supposed to like show the shape of your legs. And there's of- other things that go into it. Um, so I didn't start wearing pants until February will be two years ago. So really recent. Way
1: after you were married.
2: <laughs> way after I was married. Way way. I was twenty. I was like twenty seven. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so it's yeah. a
1: modesty issue for a lot for the very yeah. religious. So it's right.
0: And okay. then Miriam, what about you? Well, Miriam,
1: is <laughs> <not>. She's wearing <laughs> pants all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I,
3: I mean, like the first time I wore pants was when I was sixteen, I think, uh, and so it was playing basketball that's all I remember growing up and just wanting to wear basketball shorts like that's what I wanted to do and I remember I would be with my mom would be at a mall trying to find shirts that this actually is a very this is a very tinea shirt this passes the test you know it covers my collarbones and my elbows um, and I remember we would go shopping and try to find clothes that did that uh, and Um, my mom would be like, oh, look at those leather, those leather leggings, like these pants look so amazing. I wish I could wear them. And I'd be like, look at those basketball shorts. Like it looks so soft and loose and comfortable. And so those are the first pairs of pants that I wore they are basketball shorts.
0: I want to talk a little bit about your relationships with your mom. Um, I'm super close with my grandma. Like I share everything pretty much with her, especially when it comes to dating. I need her advice. Which one of you, I mean, from watching the show, it seemed like Maybe Miriam kind of is more similar to your mom. So share stuff in that way. But what would you guys say? Like, who's more open? Miriam.
3: (laughs) I guess, yeah, I would say, like, honestly, my mom's my best friend. So I there's nothing that I'm that I'm scared to talk about with her, tell her. Like once if I ever I, I don't know what I can say cause it's a podcast, but pretty much she's helped me in high school with things, you know, mm-hmm. like she's always there for me, and so I'll always be there for her. and so I definitely have this relationship with her that's that's founded and on love, you know, and it yeah.
1: So you want to go into the uh, into her agency at all? Is there any future plan for you to take a a part in that? Because yeah, yeah, no, I I do. Actually, I
3: had a conversation with her recently where since like I'm at Stanford, I'm always networking. I have my website and my business cards and I have ideas of things I want to do. I, I have I like having my five year plan, my 10 year plan. And so I had a conversation with her pretty much of saying, should I continue spending my time networking and making connections and finding a job or should I focus on the things I need to learn and join your mission and work for you mm-hmm. and so she said yes you know like this is what I want you to do and I said okay and so the past year instead of focusing on networking and, and finding connections to get a job I've been focusing on my education and just being ready for my position when I decide to join me. now what what
1: um, year are you in college you're I'm a junior. senior oh you're a senior so I'm it's senior. fun. Okay, but Sheva, are you in the company now doing something? Because you always look gorgeous. I have to tell you, I've followed you on. She, she loves, loves your TikTok. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you look so pretty in every outfit you put on, and you could just be a model on in in yeah. on TikTok all day long.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm represented by Elite. Um, oh, okay. Jesse's my manager on here, and so I work with them, and then I also help with like their social media programs for the models that they onboard and talent in general
0: do you think that after the show either of you have had more of an interest of being like in media and showbiz and entertainment um and also just in general like how has your lives changed after all of this
1: after the show
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I think yeah yeah so I would say
3: that Yes, actually, I play guitar and so something on my bucket list is to release a single at some point. Oh gosh, yeah. So you heard it here, everyone, for the first time, I will definitely be releasing a single. I have titles of songs that I really like so far. So we'll see. Um, and then I mean, like, I I assume so because this industry is very exciting, you know, and so once you're in it, it's hard to say, at least for me, I feel like it's hard to say goodbye. I just want to do more um, and talk about more things and be in front of the camera. and so. Sure. I'm sure. We'll be around for longer. I think much of it feels the same
0: way, but yeah. You were just renewed for season two, which is very exciting. Have you started filming yet?
3: Not yet. No, okay. very soon. I, I want
1: to ask you something. How much of it is, is created for the show? Is it, it basically, I know it's a reality show. I know uh, most of it is, is accurate, but they have to make a story out of it Uh and you know, on each uh, Episode. segment so uh is any of it uh false and it's just created to make the story go go smoothly or is it pretty accurate
2: no i think it's i think what's like special about our show is that they look at like what we're up to and film that instead of creating story. experiences for us so mm-hmm. i think that's why like the show resonated with more people because there wasn't like all this fake random drama there's we're just like sharing what we're actually up to and like experiences that we're actually having and that's like what made it interesting Mm -hmm.
0: can you share anything that we can see in season two like anything that you guys are going to be up to you will have to wait. Right. Okay. I thought I could give <laughs> right. this
1: away. They're not doing that. <laughs>
0: now, are you living
1: in the city on your own now, Betheva, or you're live back at Bomb's? Or do you have you staying
2: in Yeah, your- I'm, I'm still with my mom until I move back into my apartment in a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So, post divorce, you obviously can't live in the same place anymore. So, Do you think you'll keep your apartment or find a new place?
2: Yeah, I plan on staying in my apartment and redecorating. So actually, (laughs) my Instagram today, like reaching out to artists and different people to help me revamp my space. So it feels just for me. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, it's so true because so many people that I know who like live with a significant other and then decide to like break up, everything reminds them of the other person. And it's like such a real thing. So I think it's important probably to revamp your space and like to share that with people. Cause it's yeah, definitely exactly. a thing. So I want to get into a little bit. You were married for nine years, um, just last week or so you announced your separation. Um, can I read what you put on your Instagram story? Just so people know. Like oh, the statement, so you said after some time and consideration, we have made the difficult decision to separate. We have so much love and respect for each other, but have realized that it's time to take some space to ensure that each of us live the most joyous, fulfilling lives possible. So, just can you share with people the main reason, or one of the main reasons that you wanted to do it?
1: By the way, before you even mm-hmm. say it, I never thought you were a good combination.
0: Oh, she, she's uh, so unfiltered.
1: <laughs> I watched that show, the show, and I and I didn't see it. I couldn't. <laughs> I mean you're you're so smart and
2: I and I couldn't figure out the whole thing. So I'd like to hear what, what well, the Well, I you'll you'll have to watch season two to uh, get all the details. Um and that's all that I can say right now. So I'm just sharing my experience trying to navigate, you know, single life. Well, um, you're young.
1: Yeah. you're young and New York is a great place to be a yeah. single girl.
2: Yes. Woman. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Would Thank you. you recommend people get married at a young age?
2: No, definitely not. I like we had when people would ask us this, like, since we got married, we're like, it's, it's too young. 19 is way too young. Um, I don't like wouldn't go back and change anything. Because again, like, I'm very thankful, like, he helped me grow into the person I am today. And I and I love who I am. So I really appreciate like everything that we've been through together but I don't think that getting married that young like you're still developing into a new person so you need time to like do that on your own or with someone who's not your forever person that's my personal experience I mean my personal experience my personal thought on it um also, but I think
1: a man should, it's very difficult for a 19 or 20 yeah. year old man. Uh, a, a, he's a boy, boy. At nineteen or a twenty, boy, yeah. and really not a man. And I mm-hmm. and I think that that's a major thing. A, mm-hmm. a woman at 19 it, with the right partner can survive. Yeah. But yeah. A, um, a man really can't. He hasn't found himself in. He really hasn't found his place in the world. And yeah. it's it's was it's really unfair. It's, and that's part of the problem with the community. If I might say I'm out of the community. I am Jewish. I don't really understand all the ramifications of the community. But that is a big Mm -hmm. detriment to a relationship, I think.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I again, like that's not to say that if someone does get married that age, it's not going to work out. But I think that it's much more challenging. Um, And I think like what, you know, like it just it's hard to find someone that you can like grow into who you're going to be with Mm -hmm. if you get married that again.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Miriam's obviously, well, I want to get into your relationship in a second, but also you're friends with all your exes, as we saw like, on the show, <laughs> you had them all at your party. Um, but do you think you'll have a similar outlook once you start going back into the dating pool as Miriam does and like be down to have all your exes in the same room?
2: I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I always thought that was really inspiring of Miriam to be able to do that. But I think Miriam, if I may say this, uh-oh. she didn't have any like seriousness with any of it wasn't a nine year yeah it was like fun and she right. had a good time so there's no back blood so I feel like it's a little different like when you go out on a couple of dates to call someone your ex like I don't yeah. even know if yeah. you can consider all those people exes um unless they were like
0: labeled as a partner
2: but that's just my feelings right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah Brilliant. that's fair. Um, Miriam, I love the scene. I think about this all the time where you were talking to your mom and you were like, you know, how I'm bi or whatever. And she was like, not whatever, like you're bi, own it. I just love that. Um, when did you realize that you were bisexual?
3: Well, I think that I always was bisexual because I remember when I was younger, like 10 years old or 11 years old, I would just stare at my friend's boobs and I thought that was normal. (laughs) (laughs) so i didn't realize i thought every person did that like every girl i didn't think that that was like a, a thing that means i was bisexual um but i clearly was always attracted to women and i think that the first time i admitted that i was bisexual or really accepted it was when i was in san francisco uh and every girl there was bisexual because it was a very gay area and so all of my friends were some like somewhat queer. And so they always talked about it. And so I think one time somebody asked me, oh, are you? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time I said, yes, I think was actually my freshman year at Stanford. And somebody just like asked me, like, are you bi? And I was like, totally taken <laughs> back by that question. I'm like, what? Why do I look bi? Like, what does this mean? And then I just said, yes. And that was my first time admitting that to people and to myself. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sheva on the show, you were kind of like coming to grips with this with your sister, and thought it might have been a phase. When did you really come to understand that like this is who she is? Was there a moment, or just time? I think
2: just like taught, having like a real conversation mm-hmm. with her is like that's what you know. We didn't, we never really like spoke about her dating in general, so it was just like all like a very new experience um, between us um very thankful like that we're super close because we, we do have like a seven-year age gap so growing up we were always in like very different stages of life so it was like really yeah so it was just like exciting to be able to hear like I never had a sibling who was dating like Shamal only just started dating so to have like you know a sister going through different experiences um was just like something completely new to me so I was just like happy to be able to like hear her side and, and, like, hear how she's feeling and be able to connect with her on that level.
0: Nice. Obviously, your mom is super sex positive. You know, she was giving vibrators around the office. Miriam, I was hoping maybe you could rate from everyone in the family on a, on a scale of, like, super, super open about sex to, like, the least open. How would okay. you rate everyone? So,
3: super open to least. So, mom... Like if if super open is 10, she's 10. Um, or she's 12. I'd go a little (laughs) bit over the scale, honestly. And then uh, older brother, I would say like with family, probably more open. So I would give him like a four, would say a five. We'll give him a five with family. And then outside of that, a zero, probably. Um, and then Pacheva. And also with family, like with me at least, we're very open with each other when it comes to like talking about sex. So I would say I would say ten, and then (laughs) in public I don't know maybe like three. Um, (laughs) No, no, that that makes good. Yeah, that makes sense. And then for me, I would say I'm also pretty much like 10, 10, I would say I'm pretty open all around. I usually, I look at my girlfriend, I'm like, can I say this to my friends, you know, if we're about to talk about something, if yeah. she gives me a little like head nod, then I know it's okay. <laughs> um, but I'm so open about it. So
0: yeah. Nice. Um, oh, I also wanted to know, since obviously I do this podcast with my grandma, what is your relationship with your grandma or, or grandparents, if they're still around, are they still in the community? My dad's mom,
3: um, he, she's like, we call her, yeah, she's grandma to us, and she's a great grandma, I think. Uh, always sends us cards on birthdays and Hanukkah and things like that, and so I talked to her. I remember coming out to her, that was probably like two days before the show came out, because I wanted it to come from me and not from a Netflix show, you know? Uh, and so I was like, "Oh, hi, Grandma. I'm I have a girlfriend." <laughs> and what did um, you say? <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, <laughs> that was pretty much her response." It was just like, "I'm like, but don't worry because, like, no matter what, my child will be Jewish. I am a girl, so <laughs> do, do not worry." And so she's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then my other grandma's very religious, and so we don't really. T- I mean, I don't really talk to her. I don't know about but Batshav doesn't either, I guess. Yeah. So that's the story there.
0: Mm-hmm. What Jewish traditions do either of you still do? And like what level of Judaism would you consider yourselves?
2: I guess I'm like, I mean, besides from my little brother Aaron, I'm probably like the most religious still. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like keep Shabbat, not strictly, like I'll watch TV and I'll go on my phone, but I don't work. Like I mm-hmm. don't go on social media, I don't answer my emails. Um, so it's still not not the level of a Observance that I was doing, or I was brought up with, but to me, it's still like a day of rest, and it feels like a different day of the week, um, and just like a family day. And I, I like that I I have that day off for myself, like spiritually and like mental health wise, to kind of check out. And um, I think that's why I love what I do. Still, a lot of people are like, "How are you not burnt out? Like you always share so much." And I'm like, every single week since the day i started i'm never on social media for 25 hours every single week so i think that really helps like ground me um and appreciate what i do
1: and mm-hmm. would, you know. would you ever marry a non jewish man
2: um I or would you even so. date so, i definitely would date specifically so that i am not looking to get in a relationship right now oh, I know that.
1: Well, that we know. So i feel
2: like that my my uh now my thing you know specifically would want to date non-jewish people so i can't make myself serious about anything okay. um but i i would ideally like to be with someone who's like traditional and their jewish values but i'll never say never to anything so
0: and then miriam what level like would you consider yourself or do you do any traditions still
3: I'm very like pridefully Jewish, I would say. So I like have a Star of David necklace um, and I go to like Jewish things at Stanford, different events that they have. Uh, And I actually, something that I picked up starting my senior year at Stanford was every Friday night and I kept this throughout this entire semester. I had Friday night dinners where I would invite four people and each person would invite somebody new. And we would have a themed conversation. It would be moral relativity or the, con- like the theory of time and just like so many different or sex or like, you know, just somebody else would come up with an idea or art. Um, and so it definitely wasn't like a Shabbos dinner and ever somebody said that to me. I'd be like, no, this is not a Shabbos meal. This is an intellectual conversation that we're having at Stamp, you know. But uh, it was on, on Friday. 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 It happens to be on, <laughs> on a Friday? It happens to be a Friday night? Uh yeah. And so I would say that I really like that. And it's similar to what Bachaba was saying, where it's like this one day where you come together, friends, family, and you just put everything else aside and you talk and you're just with each other. And I really I think that's special and beautiful. Uh and I think as I get older, I'm understanding more why that exists. Mm -hmm. Uh and so I'm learning to appreciate it more.
0: Yeah. Um, So also both your parents are remarried. Congratulations. I know your dad was more recent. Um, How does everybody get along with each other? And how did you like, what were your feelings kind of going through that when your parents got remarried?
2: Um, Well, tomorrow we're having Thanksgiving by my mom with my dad and his new wife. So we all get along really well. Um, I think that it's not super common, but I think it should be more common Um, I know it's not so easy. Like I give a lot of praise and thanks to my parents for being able to put their differences aside and just give us family time Um, and that's it. You know, they get along great post-marriage. So we're all very happy. Um, And I think I I speak for both of us and like my siblings, we ultimately just want our parents to be happy. So to see them with partners that do that for them, is, is really, it's really nice.
0: And also, so your mom married Silvio Hart. I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, kind of, were making comments. I'm curious what you guys think of this, of like his role, like, or his part in her career wasn't really shown on the show as much. Like, what do you guys say to comments like that?
2: That is the only time I ever respond to hateful messages is when people say that my mom, has any of her success from a man this is all her she worked her ass off she made all of her connections she like literally is the hardest working person I ever have met she literally works 24 7 so I never respond to hate but when people write mess like comments like that like I'm like excuse me Yeah. Who the hell are you? (laughs) Um, I get very passionate about it just because I know my mom has worked so hard. And I think it's like so disappointing in society today that women can't be considered successful without the help of a man or. Or anything like that. Like, why is there? Why is that always a topic? And why is it always come into question? Which um, was so her maiden name? Or did she make no that? Part heart? Heart. Yeah, her maiden name is Lebov. and I, like, I Le- thought that, right. is part. So that's where it, uh, it's inspired by her name. Creative, okay. Um, and yeah, he actually, when they got married, said he would take on her name and. Okay we've taken on my mom's name as well, professionally. Well, Miriam changed her name legally. I have three names. Well, now I have two names. There's so many <laughs> names. So many What's names. in a name? What's in a name? <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so I would love to end the episode with Grandma Gail's old-fashioned dating quiz. <laughs> we-
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> because we're all, I'm old, so I'm giving you an old-fashioned quiz. Um,
0: love it. So it's something we've been doing with our guests recently. We're also going to do like a put a finger down TikTok um, mm-hmm. for this, but basically it'll we'll go through a few scenarios and at the end, we will deem whether you are an old fashioned dater or a modern dater. So okay. first one is, do you prefer to call or text the person that you're dating? Well, Miriam. Call. Miriam. <laughs> okay. And then by uh,
2: I don't know if I could like be in this pool yet. I've never dated anyone really. Hypothetically. So. Hypothetically, hypothetically um, I guess text. Okay. Um,
0: Would you sleep with someone on the first date? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say no, but I, again, have no experience yeah. to, to bring this on.
0: Okay. Um, Dating apps or setups? We kind of talked about this, but.
2: I think, I think setups are cool, but I think dating apps are awesome too. I, mean,
3: I think it depends what you're looking for. If you want sex, dating app. If you want a
0: relationship, set up. So would you move in together before getting engaged or after?
1: Or not at all.
2: I would like to wait until I'm married okay. to live with mm-hmm. this together.
1: Jeez, before? My own heart.
0: <laughs> okay. um, i agree with before yeah get picked up for a date or do you prefer to meet them at the restaurant well, um, i feel
2: like new york city is so different
0: yeah so. true i feel like I would I say meet at the restaurant pretty. yeah
2: i mean i i think pickup is nice but
1: not yeah. necessary,
2: you
0: yeah. can not necessary in, in new york city would you ever sleep with multiple people at once Ooh, it's a goal <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely.
2: definitely. <laughs> and from experience, though, yeah, I want to go back as marry him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forget it. You're so, you're so boring. Oh my god, he <laughs> was so boring.
0: Okay, last one. Should one person in the couple always pay, or should you alternate? Hmm. I'm an alternate. I I never let guys pay for my
3: bills. I actually am really against that. I think it's like a power dynamic thing. Well, what so, about with a woman? With a woman, alternate. Just alternate. Well, that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Alternate. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: I and Batsheva, so. what do you think?
2: Well, I guess like I'm kind of old school that I, I want a guy <laughs> to take me out. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I, I think that I would offer,
0: you know, take my
1: like you can My
0: wall out. Yeah, I always I do this thing the reach. I like reach toward my yeah. back hoping that they're going to be like, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's rude if you don't reach exactly. in, in today's world, um but I still want someone to take me out and pay for me.
0: Yeah. Um okay, that was it. So very I, it's honestly What's what I score? guess. What score is mixed. Um Miriam only got two old-fashioned things, I think it was. So definitely a modern dater. But was more mixed, but on the cusp of traditional. Okay. I- but <laughs> with me and Miriam's with you. So that works
1: out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, thank you guys so much You're for terrific. joining us on Excuse My Grandma. We love thank you both. You. Um, thank you. Tell our listeners how they can follow both of you and watch your show.
2: Yeah. So you can follow me, Bachava, at Bachava Heart on Instagram, TikTok. Snapchat, YouTube, um, all the platforms, and you can watch My Unorthodox Life on Netflix, streaming now.
3: Yeah, and my handle's at Miriam Heart, all the platforms by ever mentioned, so feel free to follow.
1: Hope you all enjoyed uh, listening to uh, the girls today. I thought they were they're, – they're so nice and down-to-earth and really – You know, give you their opinion on where their lives are going. So I I thought it was very, very entertaining, Kim.
0: Let's do our 1950s movie of the week. What do you think? I think that since Batsheva and Miriam are sisters, we should do something about sisters. That sounds good. There's a movie, Young at Heart, 1954. Very, very good with Doris Day. Yep, and Frank Sinatra. And it was about, you know, the lives and romances of three sisters. And it's a musical.
1: Again, a fantasy that everybody will just get a giggle out of. Enjoy.
0: Okay, another great episode of Excuse My Grandma. You know how to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Excuse My Grandma. You can comment your questions on our videos. You can DM me. And also please don't forget to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars so we can make more of what you guys like to hear and rise to the top of the charts. Okay, thank you.